your sister is gonna be number one in the whole world, no doubt about it. I know that. But you, you gonna be the best it ever was. You gonna be the greatest of all time. Keep talking, Bobby. The more nonsense you spell, the worse it's gonna be when you lose. <laughs> well, I'm the ladies number one. I'm the champ. Why would I lose? Because well, dinosaurs can't play tennis. <laughs> I'm gonna put the show back in chauvinism. What's the matter, son? You haven't touched your food. Um, <laughs> I was wondering, like, what is it? <laughs> sand dabs. Okay. They're, they're sand dabs. It's expensive, is what it is. It's a very fine fish, a delicacy. Take my word for it. Right. Could I just get a cheeseburger? Coming up, our May Tawny Frogmouth film and food column bonus episode. Welcome to the Film and Food Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Roberts, and thank you again for joining us for another bonus Tawny Film and Food episode. I've said it many times by now, but if you're unaware, this is our bonus episode to go along with our Tawny Frogmouth Film and Food column, which is a 500-word column where I review two movies and a TV show, plus give a recipe, all based around a theme, for the local Northern Beaches magazine where I live, the Tawny Frogmouth. This magazine gets passed out in hard copy to 50,000 people in the Northern Beaches area of Sydney, where I live, but it's also available online for everybody else to read as well. This is our third month doing these Tawny Frogmouth bonus podcast episodes, and I've been really enjoying making them. And please give us feedback. How do you feel about these episodes? Do you like getting these coming into your feed? These have sort of really replaced uh, the Quick Bites episodes that I used to do it's quite similar in format me talking about what I've been watching lately in the context of these Tawny Frogmouth film and food columns so please give us feedback we'd love to hear what you have to say but before we dive into this month's bonus episode I want to say a quick welcome to the film and food podcast we celebrate all things culinary and cinematic in film so if you're a cinephile or a foodie or both like me this is the podcast for you We do film and food reviews where we review a foodie film or TV show for its culinary and cinematic qualities, plus give a bonus recipe based off the film or TV show. We do fantasy film and food drafts where we play a draft style game, creating ultimate food experiences from directors' filmographies. We do triple threat episodes where we look at our favorite food scenes in movies and TV. So make sure you subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting platform, follow us on social media, And as always, thank you so much for the support. One more quick thing. We haven't released a main show podcast in a while, and we just dropped one this month, this past month in April. My conversation with Gwyn Lay, a Rotten Tomatoes approved critic and writer for many great publications. He came on to talk with me about the amazing 1985 film Tempopo for a film and food review. It was a fantastic episode, so please make sure you go and check that out if you haven't already. And we've got lots of good things coming as well. So these are short episodes. I better keep moving. We want to keep these around 20 to 25 minutes. And this is a chance for me to dive in and give some more in-depth reviews, talk more about the recipe, and just give some more thoughts than what I usually get to do on my 500-word Tawny Frogmouth column. So what is the theme of this month's column? Well, 
you would have seen it on the title of this episode. It is Superstar Sports Sensations. Over here in Australia, we're heading into the second part of autumn and about to head into winter. And so that means winter sports are starting up for lots of people. The NRL and other codes of football and rugby league are starting here in Australia as well. And it's just a general time for people to start enjoying sport over here in Australia. Plus, that coincided with there being some great new sports movies and TV shows that I could craft into this great new column that is for all sports lovers, whether you play sport, whether you enjoy watching sport, or whether you just like sitting down and watching an inspiring sports movie, well then, this is the column for you. In this month's column, I review the film King Richard, the film Battle of the Sexes, and the TV show Winning Time, as well as giving a recipe for wow bars, which are these quite healthy power bars, sports power bars that are made from oats and dried fruit and dates, and they're extremely delicious. It's a guilt-free snack and something that will power all of your sports playing and sports watching during this season. So I'm very excited to talk about all three of these things. Let's get started by talking about the film King Richard. King Richard follows the story of Richard Williams, who was a controversial and very dedicated of Venus and Serena Williams, who as you may know, have gone on to become international global sports superstars, both being ranked number one in the world and winning multiple Grand Slams, including Serena, who has won the most of any woman of all time. And so this plays as a sort of biopic about Richard Williams and him raising his daughters, having a plan for his daughters from before they were born and turning them into the sports superstars, the tennis players that we have come to know them today. And I would be remiss to not mention the elephant in the room that I wrote and selected these films before the Oscars happened. And of course, if you may know, Will Smith, who plays Richard Williams in this film, won a quite well-deserved Oscar for playing Richard Williams. And he, talking about the performance, he does an excellent job. He is tough, but he's sensitive, and he plays in all these beautiful emotional moments. You can really tell how much he researched, he does an accent. He's really, really great in the role, but everybody knows what happened on Oscars night. Yes, he went up and slapped, slapped Chris Rock in the face for jokes made about his wife's alopecia, and this has kind of cast a bad light over his film, over his performance, over him as an actor, over his career. And what I'd like to say about that is I don't really want to dive into the slap or who was right or who was wrong, even though I think both parties were in the wrong and probably both parties regret what they did. Um, violence is never the answer, and I don't think making fun of people with conditions that they cannot control is a very classy look either. But all this to say, I still definitely recommend you go and check out the film King Richard. For one, as I mentioned, it has amazing performances. Will Smith, of course, is Richard Williams. He embodies him, he transforms into this role, and he carries the film with his charisma, with his emotional intelligence, and he is able to be inspiring while also not being afraid to dive into the more controversial aspects of who Richard Williams really was. Then you have Richard Williams' wife, Oracine, and she is played brilliantly by Anjanou Ellis. And Anjanou Ellis was also Oscar-nominated for her supporting role in this film. And she doesn't have a huge amount of screen time, but she brings energy and vitality to this role. She's not that 
typical sports wife who sits on the sideline and doesn't do too much, she plays a very active role in raising her own daughters, in helping them at school, and also helping train them and supporting Richard Williams. And there's this fantastic scene that has been talked about all year, which is her scene in the kitchen with Richard Williams. Uh, and I don't want to spoil it, but it's some of the best acting all year. And yeah, Ojanet Ellis is amazing. Um, I also want to shout out Sanaya Sidney, who plays Venus Williams. She's incredible, really incredible. There's just some amazing moments, and she just portrays v- Venus Williams um, so joyfully and so powerfully, and she nails all of those tennis scenes. And I also want to give a shout out to John Bernthal, who often plays these creepy and sadistic characters in films and just plays completely off type and absolutely nails it as one of Venus and Serena's coaches in this film. So, yes, I was very impressed by the performances. I was very impressed by how they filmed the tennis sequences. It was very well edited and very engaging, and you were just on the edge of your seat the whole time. I really enjoyed tennis. I used to watch the Australian Open with my family every year, and I've sort of fallen off from watching as much as I would want to, but it was a really nice welcome back into the tennis scene. And what I also really liked was the portrayal of the Williams family, and just how this little family from Compton, they always put their family first and just how encouraging they were. There's a scene where Venus starts to go on the junior circuit. She's on the tour with playing all these juniors matches. All of these other junior players are have are so filled with self-hatred and, and really bad self-talk. They're calling themselves idiots as they lose and they're getting really frustrated and their parents aren't showing support and they're getting really mad and particularly one woman is getting just absolutely laying into like a five-year-old girl and you're starting to go what is this and it's in complete contrast to the Williams family who are so supportive and encouraging of their daughters win or lose we all may know the Venus and Serena Williams story but this was a fresh take on a story that I didn't know too much about and something that I really enjoyed watching and who doesn't love a good sports uplifting biopic and this one is done to a really really high level great performances great tennis sequences and a great story i really highly recommend that you go and check this one out you can uh, buy it on physical media on dvd and blu-ray you can rent it on youtube amazon prime wherever you can find it definitely a great movie to watch to get you in the sports mood over these coming months Okay, let's talk about our second film, another tennis film, Battle of the Sexes. This 2017 film stars Emma Stone as Billie Jean King and Steve Carell as Bobby Riggs, who star in this real-life film about a real-life event that happened in the world of tennis in 1972, which was a Battle of the Sexes type match between the then 55-year-old Bobby Riggs, a former Wimbledon and US Open champion, versus the world number one in women's tennis, Billie Jean King, who was 29 at the time. And as you can tell by that plot description, you can guess where this film is going. But I had no idea about this story. Yes, it talks about all of these themes of female equality, and Billie Jean King was the pioneer of getting women's tennis on the map, striving for equal pay and getting the respect female tennis players deserved. And without her pioneering spirit, there wouldn't be the Women's Tennis Association or women tennis players today play on. There sure wouldn't be the same level of recognition that women tennis players have today uh, if she didn't do the things that she did 
during her career and her life. And of course, I'm very aware that there's still ways to go in all sectors of life, but particularly sports, in terms of getting women equal pay and recognition. So this film is by the same directors who did Little Miss Sunshine, which is a fantastic indie drama that came out in 2006. And if you haven't seen it, I definitely recommend you go and check that one out as well. But this is similar in terms of its tone and its kind of breakneck approach to storytelling. It feels very smooth and it flows from scene to scene so quickly and so easily that you just can't help but get swept up in the story and get more and more engaged as you continue to watch. Emma Stone is fantastic as Billie Jean King, and Steve Carell really hams it up playing Bobby Riggs, who, by all accounts, was as crazy and as wacky as Steve Carell plays him in the movie. And this movie is full of his wacky antics. He definitely plays up calling himself a male chauvinist pig and doing all of these over-the-top gestures to really put down Billie Jean King and the women around her. But you also get this insightful look into his relationship with his wife, who has been supporting him and his children. And you get a more solid picture of who uh, Bobby Riggs was as a man. And you also get a interesting perspective into Billie Jean King and her marriage and her relationships with the other women in the circuit. And it all leads up to this big match. So Bobby Riggs goes and plays a battle of the sexes match against the then number one of the world, Margaret Court, and wins. And this was something Billie Jean King couldn't handle. And so I don't want to spoil too much of this movie, but it then leads to this big tennis match. And every part of this movie is entertaining. It is fun. And it's just a really easy watch with great performances and a very enlightening story. I had no idea this happened in real life and got me down a Wikipedia and Google train to work out what happened and who they really were and how it all came about. And so... I definitely recommend this one. It's quite lighthearted. It's quite easy to watch and it's very, very entertaining. And as well as giving you an enlightening look into real life history of sport back in the 70s. So that is Battle of the Sexes. So if you'd like to watch Battle of the Sexes, of course, you can purchase it on physical media, but it is streaming right now in Australia on Disney+. Plus. If you're in another country, give it a Google and I'm sure it'll be on streaming somewhere or available to rent make sure you go and check out Battle of the Sexes. Okay, our final review of this column in this bonus episode is of the brand new miniseries, Winning Time. Winning Time follows the story of the Showtime Lakers in the NBA. And if you aren't familiar with the NBA's history, these were led by the very charismatic and very talented star that was Magic Johnson, who was playing with one of the greatest basketball players of all time, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And the story follows Dr. Jerry Buck, who is a playboy, he's a philanthropist, and he's a property mogul, interested in expanding his portfolio and buying this team and bringing some life back into the NBA, as the NBA was in a terrible spot in the late 70s, with low ratings, no one really cared, no one was really interested, there was no money, and in all reality, it was a dying league. And so it's fascinating to watch this story, which is based on true events, occur over the course of its 10 episodes. And it was really fascinating to see how they cast the roles because Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and even Dr. Jerry Buss and Jeannie and all of the other people in this film are very well known for their face and their personality. And it would be hard to fill those shoes, but they cast some incredible people in the role. John C. Riley plays Dr. Jerry Buss, and he's a fantastic casting choice. 
and also a very controversial casting choice. Adam McKay, the director of The Big Short and Step Brothers and Vice and Don't Look Up, he executive produces this show and also directed the pilot and a lot of his creative partners are also on this show and the very now famous story of how Will Ferrell and Adam McKay who are frequent collaborators and best friends got into a huge feud and no longer speak to each other and both acknowledge that the friendship is dead is because Will Ferrell was initially cast in this role and was rejected for John C. Riley. And, of course, that may even play with the relationship between John C. Riley and Will Ferrell, who have also been together in a Adam McKay movie. Anyway, moving on, we also have Quincy Isaiah, who plays Magic Johnson, and that was a huge casting choice they had to nail, and I feel like he absolutely nails it. They also have an actor named Solomon Hughes, playing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who is just perfect in the role, and there's a great episode on Kareem Abdul-Jabbar that I found absolutely fascinating. And the way they cast some of the old NBA legends, they cast Jason Clark as Jerry West, who I think is the best performance in the show. They cast Tracy Letts as Jack McKinney, who's also absolutely fantastic. And the actor who plays Red Auerbach is also brilliant. This is a rise and fall story with plenty of crazy characters, with plenty of shocking moments. And if you're into the NBA, if you like basketball, or you're wanting to learn more, this is a fantastic, immersive, brilliant history lesson, albeit I'm sure there's a few creative differences to the real-life story, that really shows you what what risks went into making this team, how it all formed, and how one of the most iconic sports teams came to dominate the world and shape the NBA forever, turning it into the global superstar sensation it is today, raking in millions and millions of dollars, being in all countries of the world. So I definitely recommend you go and check this one out. It is on Binge, the streaming series. Um, In other countries, it's on HBO or some sort of equivalent. Make sure, yeah, Google it, check it out. Make sure you give this series a watch. I really, really, really enjoyed it. Okay, now it's time to talk about the recipe for this month's column, which is Wow Bars. Now, These wow bars have only just sort of come into the rotation here at the Roberts household. This recipe is adapted from a few different recipes that we've had on the boil for a while and is this really healthy snack that my wife and I started to make to help us get through the work days and get through the days without resorting to other sort of snacks, but to give us something really healthy and nutritious and low GI to keep us full with energy during the day. It uses oats as its main source of carbohydrate. It uses dried fruit. In this recipe, I use dried peaches. And it also uses dates and a whole bunch of other um, seeds and different kind of seeds and legumes to turn this into a really, really exceptionally tasty and quite healthy wow bar. It only uses a very, very small amount of rapidure sugar to add a tiny bit of sweetening to the recipe, but per square, it would be negligible the amount of sugar it has in it. So what more to tell you about this recipe? This is very, very easy to whip up. Basically, you need to pick your fruit of choice. We've made this with dried pears. We've made it with dried peaches. You could try with dried apricots. Basically, any dried fruit you think is yummy, plus some medjool dates. This is the basis of the really fruity filling that you put in this wow bar. Then you have the top and the bottom, which is made of these 
this oat seedy legumey mix, which is very, very healthy. And that basically makes up your slice. And you could basically whip this up in about a half an hour plus an half an hour of cooking time. And it will give you enough to get you and your family through a week with lots and lots of serves of the wow bar. So if you're interested in making these, if you're interested in having them as a work snack, if you're interested in having them as a healthy snack to keep you away from other unhealthy snacks, if you want to bring it to your sports game, if you want to bring it to the stadium when you go watch the NRL, this wow bar is super versatile. It's very, very easily transportable and it is extremely, extremely tasty. So I really highly recommend you give it a go. You go and check out the recipe, be flexible, have fun with it, use the fruits that you want to use, and I hope that this sort of transforms your snacking life over the coming months because we have definitely really enjoyed making it. So this recipe and this column can be found in the show notes of this episode on all of our social media channels. So please go to the show notes, click on this column, give it a read, have a look at the reviews, and go and make this recipe. Would love to see photos, would love to know what fruit you put in it. If you have any photos, tips, or tricks that you want to share with us, let us know via email, let us know via social media. We'd love and love, would really, really love to hear from you. Okay, well that about wraps up this Superstar Sports Sensations Tawny Frogmouth Film and Food Column bonus episode. This was a really, really fun one to watch and to write and to and recipe to make and so I hope you enjoyed it as much as I do and I hope you enjoy the coming weeks as you get a chance to watch these and you get a chance to make the recipe go to the show notes go to our social media make sure you give the whole Tawny Frogmouth a read as well as our column the links will be everywhere you will definitely be able to find them but if you very easy to go and click on the show notes let us know how you went with the recipe let us know your thoughts on King Richard and Winning Time and Battle of the Sexes what other sports shows and movies are we missing? What are some recommendations that we can go and watch? We'd love to hear from you. So let us know social media via email. We would definitely love to hear from you. And if you love our podcast, can I ask you a favor? Would you consider giving it a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify? These reviews get us up the rankings and into the ears of more and more people who want to listen to our show. So thank you to everyone who's given us a five-star rating and review already. Again, make sure you subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting platform. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts, we'll be there. So thanks for subscribing to the show. Finally, make sure you email us. The address is fans at filmandfoodpodcast.com. That's fans at filmandfoodpodcast.com. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Give us a follow. Join the conversation. We'd love to have you. So what did you think of King Richard, of Winning Time, of Battle of the Sexes? What did you think of this month's recipe? The most important thing is to join the conversation. So until next time, goodbye and thanks for listening.